State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I come from the school of Tupac. I'm a rival. You don't want to watch. Hold up. Taz, I want to ask you a question real quick. Let's just keep it real straight shot with no chaser. I'm going to get a little bit rough here. I'm here for those who really believe in the American process. All of us. Straight shot, no chaser. With your girl, Tesla Figaro, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. What's happening, straight shooters? This is Tesla Figaro with Straight Shot, No Chaser. I say all the time that today we have a special guest, but we really, really, really have a special guest in the building. I don't have to read an introduction because this is someone that I have had an opportunity to work with very closely. I've worked with a lot of elected officials and there's two that I can think of that I know very, very well. And she is one of those two. But this is the, I would say, the only elected official that I've had an opportunity to work with from the beginning of her tenure tenure to now and to really have a, you know, I've worked with plenty folks down the road, but this particular person, we have a different relationship than any other elected official uh, that I've ever worked with because of how uh, she came into the game and did something that I have yet to see anybody do or duplicate. And I don't believe that it can be duplicated. You've heard me talk about her in my training. You've heard me refer to her many, many, many times uh, on cable news and I wanted to bring her on so you can know that she's a real person. Her name is the one, the only, the hashtag still standing, the hashtag somebody like me, the one and only Orlando District 5 City Commissioner Regina I. 
Hill, three-time winning commissioner. Thank you. Before we get into this conversation, I must acknowledge that Commissioner Regina Ahill just won for the third time. And when she ran the first time, it was her first time running, first time winning. She hasn't taken a loss yet. And so on last week after she ran, they say uh, three times is a charm. I said, Commissioner, we have to get you on uh, so that people can hear from you and get a chance to really uh, get an understanding of what city local leadership means. And I really believe, and I mean this, uh, that you are the prototype for what people like you and I, um, where we come from and understanding that there is opportunities for leadership, understanding that when they say you can't win and nobody's going to pick someone like me or how can I get something done and how can I still be connected, as you say, to the trenches, but also downtown. I wanted to get you on to be able to delve into that. So first, after giving that long welcome, let me say welcome, Commissioner, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for the opportunity, Tesla. It is a a joy to uh, actually uh, sit down and speak to you and your audience it's been a long time coming to see you, you know. I'm so proud of the work that you uh, are doing throughout the nation, uh, in the trenches and in boardrooms, you know. Uh, we started from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> and I don't think they know what that means, really start from yeah. the bottom. Break down a little bit about your background, uh, Commissioner, so that people can know when you say started from the bottom, you literally mean start from the bottom. Tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm actually um, a little nappy-headed girl from Paramore uh, here in Orlando, Florida. But I am a Navy veteran, also a nurse, a mother of three, happened to lose my daughter while I was in office, raising uh, her son. But, you know, I, I think what makes me a little bit unique is most politicians uh, get their felonies in office I got mine before I came to office. Um, <laughs> I love. I love. Hold on, let's back up. Y'all didn't. Y'all didn't yeah. catch that. Now, y'all. It's it's a lot of interrupt. I'm gonna let you keep going on, but I want to say that again. Most politicians get their felonies in office. <laughs> I love how she laid it out. She's the best at the game, y'all. Just wanted to point that out because what she's doing here is letting folks know that before you judge. Don't forget about these politicians that's robbing the people. So go ahead, Commissioner. I just I wanted to make sure they picked up what you laid down. Go go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So 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 when we first started, because I I pay homage to you because I decided that I wanted to go back to the neighborhood where I had came from, uh, that over a billion dollars worth worth of infrastructure and venues had been built, but the uh, community and the people was suffering. And everything was coming up around them except for them. And even though I had made it out after all my struggles, I decided to uh, take off my uh, my Florence Nightingale suit and go back to where I came from. And meaning that I gave up nursing to go back to run for city commissioner, which we had a 16-year incumbent, uh, one of the most powerful women in Orlando sitting in this seat that I'm sitting in today. And she had not been ran against in over 12 years because 
I mean, she she was this what they would call uh, still magnolia. And I, I dared. I was just crazy enough to think that somebody like me could go and uh, take her seat. And uh, why did I do that? When I did that, they brought up all kinds of skeletons I had forgot about that was buried way deep, 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 deep. And I found out that I had been arrested 21 times. <laughs> and I think I remember talking with you and you said, well, you know, they say you've been arrested 21 times. <laughs> and I said, they're telling a lie. <laughs> I've been arrested. I've been arrested, but not 21 times. And after we started doing the research, uh, and, and actually I had been arrested 21, <laughs> 21 times. times. I had a, a few felonies. Right. But you she got always had a bondsman. <laughs> I always had a bondsman on standby, so uh, I had been arrested 21 times, but I had walked out so fast I had forgot about the arrest. <laughs> and so, and so uh, I joke about that now, but after I came to terms with that, because that was supposed to put me out the game, my shame, right? They thought that they could shame me out. And I said, well, you know what? Well, why not somebody like me? Because I'm some, Regina I heal is somebody's Reginald, is somebody's niece, somebody's sister, uh, somebody's mother. And the community that I wanted to serve in represented the struggle, right? Not only just the powerful, I have been a nurse now. I have been in the military. I have been a business owner. I um, had recovered it all. Mm-hmm. And so I decided that I would tell my story and I would be unashamed and then uh hopefully inspired some people along the way and uh lo and behold uh i remember uh, uh me and you did some facebook fighting yes we and did that's yes, how we, we met <laughs> that's how we met <laughs> going back and, and forth, let me pause right there because a lot of my folks that listen to this podcast they love it when i go in on instagram see i we used to I used to spend a lot of time on Facebook. You know, we we do it better than nobody's business. They 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 thought Trump was something on. on we've been doing that way before Trump got in office, yeah. and uh, you led the way. Trump followed under your leadership when it when it come to social media. <laughs> but a lot of folks follow me on Instagram, and I do you know clown of the day. I go back and forth. They don't realize. I just want to pause there as you finish the story. They don't realize that we kind of like you know jumping in the comments every now and then, and just yeah. <laughs> like we stick our head up. Yeah, stick I got something to say. So you and I met what could have been a back and forth. We challenged each other, but there was something in you that said, I kind of like, I like me a street fighter. So maybe, maybe two street fighters can can get together and go ahead and do that thing. So, so I wanted to pause right there because I, I wanted to let folks know the strategy mind that you've always had. I, I just did a show yesterday and remember your thought. But I'm trying to uh, commission. I'm trying to teach people too, uh, with mm-hmm. having you on because this is not yeah. just a regular interview. There's some lessons that can be learned. And just yesterday, Marcy and I, my producer's looking at us for folks that don't know she's in the room, the Zoom room with us. And I talked about how we should be working more uh, strategically together and seeing each other's strength. And I see a yeah. lot of fighting online instead of recognizing hey, this is a, a street fighter. This is somebody that I know that can help me move the ball forward. So opposed to me fighting this person, let's get together as grown women and say, this is somebody 
that I think will be good on my team. So go ahead with your story, but I want them to learn that. Absolutely. Uh, after sparring, uh, I, I will call it uh, brain wrestling uh, <laughs> a, a little bit. I decided, oh man, you know what? This girl, she's, she's tough and she got lyrics and uh, <laughs> she's not, she's never afraid. And me and my campaign manager said, we need to start fighting her and, and bring her on board. Uh, <laughs> and so, and that's just what happened. And we would strategize all throughout the night because we didn't have any money. My opponent had a hundred thousand dollars. And I think throughout the whole campaign, I raised eight and she was the most powerful person, person I would say mm-hmm. here in the city of Orlando, because the district I serve is the tales of two city. It's the, it's the business district. And it has the most poverty at least that time had the, it was uh, the most poverty stricken um, residents in the city. Also the heart and, of the business uh, district. I want to point that out to everybody because everybody may not be familiar with Orlando, but when you say the business district, you're talking about literally downtown, you downtown, represent downtown oh, yeah. and the trenches. So I just want to make sure they and understood the that. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. My, my district encompasses all of downtown Orlando uh, and a $27 million CRA. And it also encompasses uh, where the Orlando City Soccer Stadium is, uh, the Amway Orlando Magic Stadium, Camping World Stadium, where we have at least six bowl games per year, national bowl games, and the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center, which is a $60 million edifice there. Uh, so all the major businesses it's in my downtown. I even have EA Sports, which is a global Fortune 500 uh, entity in my district. And, and those are great things because I've been able, because I did come from a survival and a struggle. I know how to leverage. I've learned how to leverage those partnerships to grow the people. But uh, I, I remember having some folks that was meeting and we always laugh about this, Tesla and some it was Panera Breads, but we call it smoking bag rooms because they was too. <laughs> they they didn't want people to know they was working with me. Right. So, and and uh, I was getting who I call the Olivia Pope, uh, 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 the real <laughs> Olivia Pope, Tesla Figaro. Uh, I was getting strategy from her too, so I was cheating a little bit on her. And so they, <laughs> <laughs> so they decided to tell me, well, you know. You can't be hanging out with your side chick. I was like, well, <laughs> you got to make a decision. And I remember it clear as day. You remember what it says? I remember it. I told him, well, I think I'm going to go with Tesla Figaro. <laughs> <laughs> they had told, let's, let's pause that for those that they thought that they, they came to you and said, yeah. hey, you're going to have to decide who, which way you're going to go. You're going to listen to that communicator. Or you're going to listen to us and. Even though they were me, I want to just repeat what she said because I really want people to get this. They was hiding way back in the smoky dark room. They didn't want nobody to know <laughs> that they even knew you. <laughs> yeah. And so you said, I think I'm going to go ahead and go with the one that there's not a shame <laughs> to stand That's with right. me when the lights is on. Go ahead. When the lights <laughs> <are> on. <laughs> oh, God. And so, and so I decided to go ahead and roll with Tesla and one of the best decisions I made. And we were able to conquer something that most people thought could not have been done. And that was to win at this seat, one of the most powerful seats outside of the mayor's seats. 
I would say in Central Florida, somebody like me. Yeah. Tesla wrote a speech about that. Yeah. Somebody like me and went out on City Hall steps. Yeah. Uh, and I recited it. Uh, so I never forget that. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is she breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to make sure they know what that means. So at the time, Juan Lynham, who was Daisy Lynham's son of the 16-year incumbency, just to paint the picture, uh, he was, because uh, I really want people to know who you ran against, someone that was revered in the city. I remember when Juan 
when it was such a big deal when he uh, became over the African-American Chamber of Commerce and young and an attorney and some say handsome, not my cup of tea, but they said, you know, a handsome guy and had the degree, the credentials, Omega, sci-fi, had the fraternal, had the what they call the boule. In addition to the 16-year legacy, he had made a comment, y'all, that said, why would we pick, and I'm paraphrasing, why would we pick somebody like Regina to represent the district? And so we turned that message around to say, why not somebody like me went out we shot a video now this is people really got to get this i'm talking about literally writing the script i remember writing the storyboard and just you know having our little makeshift cameras if you will and and putting together you know what we could do to get the message out just on social media we could not afford advertising we could not right. afford billboards we could not afford you know going on uh channel 13 over and over these were things that were truly done with a team of i would probably say less than 10 you know there were folks who yes. helped out but when you talk about people you know in the grind on a daily basis probably what say five or six i'm saying less than 10 at best and i share that story regina because i want people to know that what i hear people saying i can't run against the quote-unquote establishment no one will mm -hmm. want to hear me it's not true you're a living witness when i hear people say i don't have the money I refer back to you. You're a living witness. When I hear people say, well, I don't have bachelor's or master's or uh, law degrees. You're a living witness. When I hear people say, I don't think I can represent both the most business influential area and the hood and still be the same person in any room I walk into. You are a living witness. When I hear about the struggles you've been from, and I'm gonna let you finish it. But you know, I, when you get it, I got to tell the story because Go ahead. there's a Moses and there's Aaron to tell the story. And you have so many things that you've went through that I want to delve into um, as you continue to tell the story. But when we talk about strategizing through the night, I, they really need to know it was literally through the night, 2 a.m., right. 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m., sometimes all night long from tears to frustration to everybody coming against you. You ran against an entire city leadership. It was not just one person. Yeah. It was the entire city leadership. But it had something to do with, one, you're a prophetic woman, and nobody could take away the work and your fearlessness. So guide us through that a little bit. I do want to talk about the challenges that you've endured uh, while running for office and having to run two more times after that. So please finish your thought, Commissioner. And I apologize if I break in certain no, areas, no, no, but I, I want it's people fine. to know what it is that, you, that you're saying. Yeah, so so we did win by the grace of God. And uh, we won against two opponents, Juan and his mother, because That's she right. decided to tie into that legacy. She retired an hour before qualifying and put him in the race. So we really went against her and her son. Uh, God bless her soul. She's passed now. But after that, I continued to have to fight those that didn't think I belong in the seat. But I continued to work for the people. And unfortunately, less than a year prior to uh, with me being in office, I tragically lost my, my daughter in Tallahassee, my only daughter, my inspiration that helped me turn my life around because she was the one that was in my womb. And that's when I decided I could, I had to 
turn my life around and do something positive. And that's when I decided to come off the roads of welfare, come off the streets of hustling and, 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 and being around hustlers and went back to a college and became a nurse. So she was my inspiration. I, 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 she saved my life. Mm-hmm. And so it was tragic. I, I couldn't save her life. She was a good girl in college. had just graduated and went um, to on a weekend visit and someone threw bleach on my baby and that's still unsolved. So I had to bury my baby on Saturday and I went to work back to work on Monday. Yes, she did. And um, but let's pause there, Commissioner, because that's deep what you just said. And I want to make sure they understand. When you say tragically lost your daughter, you're not talking about a car accident. You're talking about your daughter was murdered. And how old was she, Commissioner? My baby was 24. Right. And this happened while you were in office. And again, you lost her, had to now be the custodial parent for her only son and went back to work that Monday. Absolutely. Uh, I couldn't come off the wall. you know, uh, for one, that was the way that I had to deal with my pain was now doing, truly doing for others what I no longer could do for my daughter, right? And giving them uh, all the opportunities. When I say them, meaning the community. And like most parents, uh, you know, I had uh, sons that struggled. And every time you turn around, something was going on personally in their lives. So I still had to deal with uh, being a mother of two black sons living in an urban core, because even though I was the commissioner, them being black boys did not change. Uh, it got even worse for them mm-hmm. because I wasn't the chosen one. And so they wanted to box us in as being hood, ghetto, criminals, all type of things, you know. So, so overcoming those things and still continuing to smile, raise my grandson legislate and create opportunities for even those that were still trying to bury me, you know, just because I wanted to serve had been a struggle. And uh, during my grief, I was doing a video diary and recorded myself. And it was uh, so becoming because the pain, I had a meltdown. And uh, during my second election, uh, those in the community that wanted to see used it against me. So uh, I went viral and I still had to smile, nevertheless, of, you know, my shame uh, uh, of being in all that pain and, and, and being televised on television and news channels and social media uh, didn't deter me. I kept kept pushing forward and seven people came at me that time to run and I beat all of them without a runoff. That's right. Now, hold on. Let's break down who those seven people are, because. When I, again, I've worked with so many candidates that say, well, they, they all coming against me. And this, this person, that per-. when we talk about the seven people that ran against you, I want people to know, for those that live outside Orlando, that Commissioner Hill literally ran against, because their whole mission, uh, message was, we need somebody that can represent us better, that can have the optics that we need, that can be the one that we quote unquote accept, uh, that's acceptable to us. They literally ran a anybody but Regina Hill campaign, and it consisted of every walk of life. I have never seen anything done like this. You ran against former Miss America. Yes. Y'all need to get that. 
Regina Hill, I Hill, ran against former Miss America. Miss, she was black America. She was black, a black woman, but she won Miss America. So they sent Miss America after you, who had basically on paper, as far as we're concerned, a flawless record, according to what they consider quoting and unquote flawless record. You ran against a gentleman who hailed from a long leadership family legacy again of his his grandmother being the first county commissioner uh, in the in the city. And it was generations of legacy that he represented. He went to school at FAMU, which if those of you that don't live in Florida, that is a, a network within itself running against someone because he brought that FAMU legacy to the table. He was very good friends with Juan Lynham, who you ran and beat the first time. So that legacy was behind him. So you ran against family legacy. You ran against former Miss America. Uh, you ran against another uh, woman who ran against you the first time. And she had been somebody that had ran repeatedly in other positions. So there was some grassroots folks uh, that did not come from the quote unquote, you know, establishment. But it was a total of seven. But I point those individuals out. You ran against, I believe it was a, a black conservative that was also uh, in the mix and, and some other folk. And everybody, and I mean everybody, except the people, right. came against you. They created videos, hateful videos. They talked about your deceased daughter. They talked about your sons. They talked about you. They ran every file. Every You couldn't write a check cut a piece of paper, send an email without them pulling every off everything that you did while in office, because this was your second time running. Yeah. They uh, followed you. They tried to take your house. They tried to take your license, your, your nursing license. I'm talking about every, people need to get this, every principality. They ran, they created whole podcasts, whole shows designed at taking you down the second time that you ran and you won without even a runoff. And that campaign theme was called Still Standing. Still Standing. Yeah. So Still Standing, I've been able to create over 1,400 affordable housing, multifamily housing units. I've brought a, a university, one of the top universities in the nation, UCF, to uh Paramore community. I've been able to bring a community college and uh, create a community school and where every child in that district right there goes to college free through the partnership of a, a, a billionaire hoteler. Been able to create over uh, six urban farms in my district because it's a food desert in the other part of the west side. Have renovated uh, over seven of my community centers with over uh, $15 million worth of renovations. Um, and then when we start talking about just health and wellness, I've created over, helped to create over four health and wellness uh, clinics in my district. And so, you know, the list goes on and on of the work that I've done for the people. And so this time a major developer decided that he was going to, that had supported me Mm -hmm. uh, decided that he was going to take me down. And Mabel Butler, the first county commissioner once again, decided that I did not belong in this seat. So I just recently won 
last week about landslide. That's right. 73. You know, I was going to say it if you weren't going to say it. 73% of the vote. Now, let me chime in. Y'all here in the calm and cool Regina Hill, Commissioner Regina Hill. I sure wish y'all could hear her preach because she can preach the walls off. (laughs) But I want to just kind of expound on that a second because I don't want to just that to be remiss. There was one opponent this time, but the seven folks that ran the second time when they came against you the second time were supporting her behind closed doors, just so everybody knows. Since they couldn't do it the second time in the front, they tried to do it the third time in the back. And this time, once again, you won by a landslide 73% of the vote. Continue on, Commission. You know, I got to chime in because I got to paint the picture. I think what's so even more amazing is that that was the highest percentage ever someone won any from from any mayor or commissioner ever in the history of the city of Orlando. And so it was a mandate that I know the people and the people know me and we can we can trust one another uh, and that they know that I can work. I work for them and on their behalf, no matter if I'm downtown or across town and you know, I, I think uh, the other thing that we did not speak about is this uh, last year and a half while running, I lost my brother to COVID. Mm-hmm. And so so I've dealt with a lot of death and tragedy, but I've still been able to get ish done, mm-hmm. nevertheless. And, you know, it's just been a, it's just been an honor and a privilege that God chose somebody like me for a time such as this because I'm on boss, right? And I'm I'm bought. And I think folk know that now. So when they come talk to me, they talk about what can they do for the people. And if the people ain't in it, I don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. And I will challenge, I will challenge the establishment, even though some would say, that I am now the establishment because I've won three times. I would I, I say not because anytime I get on the day, I, I keep it real. I'm real Regina Hill, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm at the local grocery store. I live amongst the people. I'm at the breakfast diner every morning. I haven't, I haven't left my, my, my community. And I think that's why my community hasn't let me, left me. Oh, it's no question about it. And, and I point to you, I was just telling uh, my brother, Killer Mike, yesterday about you and how you have used social media. Because, again, in the beginning, I love seeing your new fancy commercials now. But I remember a time (laughs) when there was no budget for a commercial. And you have always told your own message. And, And your type of populace, if they will, you know, daring to do what nobody thought you could, you are not obviously Donald Trump, you are a staunch Democrat. You know, I tell people this all the time. You are, you work with both sides, but you run a, Mm -hmm. you are in a nonpartisan seat because it's about the people first. I tell city commissioners who run all the time, y'all need to focus on follow Regina Hillsley. She's talking about the people. She's not talking about political parties, but everybody knows, you know, that you are a Democrat, but you know how you have conservatives as well as Democrats in your district. And I was telling Killer Mike the other day, the way Trump used uh, Twitter 
to access his folks, 70 million plus people that came to the polls. I saw you do that in 2013, 2014, before Trump ever decided it was your leadership, which is how I wasn't shocked by what Trump was doing, because I know there is a need uh, for people, yeah. even though that's not our side of, of the fence. But people want that connection, that direct connection. Yeah. And you are the only one that I have seen that had that had that did it. You went against everything that they said. You go live all day, every day. They would all say she go live too much. She always taking a picture. She always posting. She always talking. You have created your own MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, because they wasn't going to cover you. When they came to your door to knock on your door, it was something negative. So because That's you right. ran your own media campaign, and even when you and I would be on the phone, I'd be like, okay, now hold up. That was a couple of times. <laughs> Or, you know, we always talk about the story. I yeah. say, now, Commissioner, now this time I need you to call me on three-way because I got to hear you talk to the reporter myself. I don't I don't trust you on this one. Go by yourself. <laughs> Put me on conference call. Because <laughs> I know oh, you keep... Hurt me. That's right. <laughs> you keep it so real, so real. And y'all got to know if I say, if Tesla Figaro say she nervous, you got to know that. <laughs> that in itself, that in itself should tell you, no, she keeps it real. Don't know if fans are buts about it because I've had to make sure. Let me listen on the, on the back end. <laughs> so, but you created your own media to tell the story. And so when they came against you, nobody could doubt what you did because they saw it for yourself. That's yeah, right. You televised it. Tell us a yeah, little bit about yeah. that, Regina. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, as you stated, matter of fact, even when they was coming knocking on the front door, if you remember to even report negative things or even made up stuff, I would run to the cameras. That's but right. I strategically would say, well, meet me over here by the homeless shelter because, see, I needed that backdrop. <laughs> That's right. right? <laughs> or people sleeping on the ground. That's right. And this is what I need to fix. Oh, oh, okay. Come meet me over here by the basketball court because I needed them to see that these basketball courts needed repairs, mm -hmm. right? And children were sitting on the ground with no benches. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of utilized the media as my own, because, see, I realized that they couldn't tell my story, but I could use their camera to get inside those homes. So while they were trying to create a narrative, I was creating my own narrative. That's right. And I would stay I would stay stuck on jobs, education and housing. That's right. I don't care what they wanted to spend. That's what I wanted to talk about. So I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. That's right. You all can talk about what you want to talk about. <laughs> but this right. is what I'm going to talk about. Man, well, they, well, they just don't know. What about those kids? <laughs> I'm here to talk about jobs, education, and housing. That's right. And so, that, that, so, and you taught me that. You taught me that. Focus Stay on that. On I topic. appreciate you saying that. And people on my social media, they say, well, I want to talk about this. No, we're talking about this. And this is one reason yeah. why I'm able to thank you, Commissioner, for that homage because, you know, our goal is to teach folks how to do this. Yeah. And and people don't realize that's a, stra a real strategy that I use when I'm on yeah. Fox and I got a minute and 40 seconds to get it out. I don't get caught up in what they say and how they did. I'm here to talk about this. And and you are a perfect example of how they can say, well, Commissioner, come what do you think about this? Yeah, that sounds good. But what about the people that don't have a job? What about the people that don't have yeah. a housing? What about the people that don't have the transportation? What about the people? You, you have taken that and you show it in real time on how that strategy works, which is why I tell people you are the protocol because I can teach folks and I can say do this or that, but you have been able to take that and run with it and make it your own. And also you just skilled on the microphone. Let me say that. Uh, I, they're hearing the very calm you 
But you have a prophetic voice. You know how to play a little bit of the dozens. You yeah. have the wit. You have the quick comeback. That That's just something can't nobody teach you in school. And and yeah. because you have all of that, it allows you to be quick with it because you you can get in and, and spar and, and verbal wrestle, mm-hmm. tongue wrestle with folks. It allows you an advantage that a lot of people can't do. We see it all the time that people will go against Trump. He, he he got a little bit too much petty in him. They they like to go high and they don't really know how to go low when necessary. And you have strategically figured that out. I, I believe I'm I'm that politician that you always spoke about, even way before the country knew you. And that was that they're from street to the White House, from the street to City Hall. And so because and when I say street, not in a negative kind of tone, right. but from around the way like the Jenny from the block type. of, And that's why I think I'm able to get things done. And I work with people, as you stated, you know, as you know, I had, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I had uh, Republicans supporting me. I had mm-hmm. Democrats supporting me. I had moderates. I had Trumpers. I had tea parties. I had a rainbow coalition. And I'm yes, proud of that because that's how I've been able to be successful for the people, not for Regina Hill, Mm -hmm. but for the people. And the people don't care who you are if they lights getting cut off. Mm -hmm. If if they can't put their kids in school in 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 a quality school, if they're getting ready to be put out and need some affordable housing, they don't care who build a house. They just need quality housing that's affordable. So I work with people in order to deliver and I and I put politics aside and I try to make sure that I can pierce the heart of men and women because it don't matter what color you are. Uh, 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 when I say what color you fly underneath, whether it's the red party, the blue party, the, uh, the purple party or uh, whatever. If you can touch the spirit and conscience of a person, then y'all got something. I try to find one thing at least that I have in common with that person that I'm trying to negotiate with to help me help my people. And when I find that now we got something in common and now we can talk and now we can talk on a level of respect. Right. And so uh, I've been able to navigate that. And then, and then with the people, you know, I try to stay on social media. I'm always responding. I'm always posting. I go live about 10 times a day. Yes, you do. <laughs> Literally. I just, go live. I, just, I just went live about 10 minutes ago, right before I came here. Yes, you did. Because I, I, I went live to show them the work, right? When I'm going live, it's not to talk about Regina Hill. It's to show them the work or talk about some opportunities that I need them to catch. Because I realized that uh, most of my base, the majority of my base isn't going to be uh, reading the Orlando Business Journal to know That's what's right. going on, right? They most definitely going to be uh, on Facebook or Instagram. So I utilize those tools. Most of them aren't going to open up their mailbox to see some of the literature that I sent out about a neighborhood meeting or, or a, a job fair or training uh, program that I have in play, right? Because usually their mail is going to be bills. And they don't want to go open up their mailbox until the first or the fifteenth. Right. So I know they're going to go on social media to see what's going on, torn around, because that's that's the platform. So I utilize that, and now I found out 
where people are look coming to my pages to look to see what's going on in the city. So I've utilized that as an informational type of tool also and not just for my brand. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I gotta have you come back because there's so many things. This is the time after three times people in the country are gonna know you. I'm gonna make sure of it next year because you have such a uh, a wonderful platform. But it's been such a joy to see the people that refuse that was giving you the thumbs up in the dark smoky rooms come forward and speak 
for you this time on social media to write long posts about how great you are and the work that you've done. And, you know, I look at the other day, I was smiling because the Lynx organization uh, and people call that the boule and the those who only feel they can associate with one or the other sent you flowers and, and said, we're giving you your flowers now. It is such a joy yeah. to see how you have been able to change the hearts and mind of men. You know, I, I say a lot that changing hearts is for the Lord. I'm, I'm here to give you the game and you take it and you you do what you want to do it. But I have been able to see you, Commissioner Hill, change the hearts and mind of men. The Lord has used you in a way that I have never seen. And I haven't seen every race and I haven't worked with every race so up close and personal. So I don't know if it's ever been done, but for me, I have never, and I don't think I ever will see how you have literally been able to change the hearts and minds of even those who have ran against you, they still got to respect you. And so before we close, because I, I just want to hear you. Uh, I want them to hear what I hear when you're when you're on the microphone. Number one, I love when you break down your district uh, and <laughs> how you say you start out on such and such and make a right and make a left. That's so impressive to me because when you ask, and I want Canada's to peep game on, on how she does this, when you explain who you represent, a lot of folks say, well, you know, I represent the east side or the west side. And this is something in your communication skill that just when you're debating and please, y'all, please go watch her debate her opponents, please. You will absolutely find it a treat like you ain't never seen. I'm going to put the post up. You know, I want to put the post up when your opponent ran up on you at the at the store. <laughs> and they at thought the gas station. at the gas station, they didn't think you was ready. Right. I'm going to put, yeah, they didn't. I wanted to wait till after you won because before I put it out to the masses, I wanted them to be able to see this is how she get out and say, oh, yeah, I meant what I said and I say what I mean. And let's yeah, keep the cameras going. Let's make sure we keep this live because I don't want my people to think I'm turning off the camera. I got to I can't. I was waiting on you to win because I wanted to make sure because yeah. I know when you put stuff out nationally, yeah. I got to start it off with saying this is the three time winning commissioner. here. This is how yeah. she get out in the yeah. street. So yeah. I want you as we close out to tell people where your district is because they need to take a lesson on this. And this is how you you shame your opponents because they say it ain't about where you live and, oh, yeah, it's about where you live. It shows how you are so in touch. And then tell us a little bit about your district, literally the location and how you break down the streets for me. And then wrap it up with how if they don't know what you know, and you did this at your debate. I, I love I love your closing on how if you don't know this, then you don't know us. And if how you don't know how you explain that district in such a way that a candidate needs to know not to try to mimic you. But if they can't follow this type of closing, if you don't know your district this way, the way Commissioner Hill breaks it down, then you ought not run. Because this is, to me, what touches the people because you truly know the people. If you can close us out with that commission, I would greatly appreciate it. And y'all go ahead and grab your pens and take notes on this is how you talk about your district and the people you represent. Yeah, so uh, as I was stated earlier in my opening, I've uh, been a little girl that grew up in Paramore and uh, the west side of Orlando. I stated that if you didn't know Sister Reeds, you don't 
know us. And Sister Harry's was where we would walk down going to school. And that's where all the pimps and, and the prostitutes would gather around and they meet coats. Then you go down, you go down Westmoreland a little bit. And if you didn't know Lick the Wall, you don't know us. And Lick the Wall was the guy that was standing over there by the corner store. And not all that great, but he was a he was a legend there because children would go by and say, lick the wall. He would lick the wall. So that was part of that was part of our history. And then if you turn to to the left and you hit uh, Paramore, uh, if you don't know Dixie Doodle and know about them hog malls and chitlins over there, you don't know us. And if you go down a little bit down uh, to Orange Center. And you don't know Barker's Park and ever had a skip day over there. You don't know us. Then if you go down a little bit further down to Goldwyn and uh, you never went into Chuckamoo. See, that's where they used to reggae at all the time. And all the Jamaicans and and, and those Caribbeans used to go up in there. And, and all, the, all the girls that was kind of thick, that was their hangout. <laughs> so then you go on down. Then you go on down to Ivy Lane and you uh, pass the bucket of blood to the bucket of blood where we used to back the car up on Sundays and watch it and just get a free show and watch everybody go by on the main street. And then if you uh, hang that left over there on Old Winter Garden Road and then you'll be over near uh, the fish fry. And that's what we called it, the fish fry. And everybody be frying fish and carrying on and doing what they do. And so I stated, if you don't know some of those streets and those places, you don't know us. So I can guarantee you, y'all know me and I know you. But who is Shan Rose? Hey, come on. Come on, come on. Marcy, (laughs) insert the round of applause at this part right here because I'm telling you that is the coldest. And every time you do that, it ain't nothing else to say. The opponent always said, well, it ain't about that. How can you follow that up? And it's not. See, you don't make up. You can't make that up. That that's truly understanding your district in a way that I do not hear people do. And I tell them you can get caught up in these national talking points if you want to. But if you don't know how to talk to your constituents like that. And be able to point out the intricacies that only that district will know and recognize and, and be able to 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 touch their heart and their memory and their nostalgia yeah. and understand what she really do know. See, that 16 year incumbency that you ran against Juan Lina, bless his heart. But he didn't know that. And he grew up in that district. But you mm-hmm. would never catch him in a lot of those areas that you talked about. And that is the difference. That's what makes your leadership so special. You are the prototype. You are how local elected officials should run. You are that. No matter whatever your partisan politics is, you are the one. You got the history to show it. You have the work to show it. You just listed a small list of the accomplishments that you've done. I encourage people to go and Google it and look it up. And I'm going to bring you back more, even more so, uh, Commissioner Hill, because I really want people now we got, you know, I love receipts. It was one thing to do one year and it was another to do two. But baby, you done won three times. It, now the nation got to know now. See, now you can really stand on a, a strong book of receipts of not talking about what you're going to do, but talk about what you've already done. And your hashtag is always... The work continues. The work continues. That's right. And I want people to know you, your voice, your tragedy. So many candidates say, I can't go through this. I can't manage this and manage that. How old is Poppy now? Who is your grandson? He's nine. He was two when my baby passed. Yeah. 
raising a, a, a baby. It's just been a remarkable thing. And, and I'm so blessed and honored to have space in your life to watch, you know, to watch what you've gone through. I, I have a family that have lost children that have not recovered since around about the same time uh, that you lost yours. They have not recovered since literally lost their mind. The Lord has kept you and kept you in a way that I, I just have not. I, I just haven't seen. And I think more people, I know more people need to know that story. So I am honored um, that you came by. I, I hope you can come again. I know you have a busy schedule, so I'm going to get out of here. But we want to give you your flowers. I want to. I want to see you, you have more national opportunities. You know, we talked about that in the beginning on going out and doing things nationally. And you said, you know, I have to do the work here first. I have to focus on yeah. here. So many of these politicians chase these national lights and then they run these national campaigns and they lose locally because they forget about the people. And I remember that conversation. And you said, I have to be able to work here locally and plant my feet before I can even think about, you know, what I can do to serve national because you have a hell of a story. You people talk about helping felons, but it ain't too many of them that's able to do what you've able to do uh, in, in, in your own community. But now it's time. Now it's time you have solidified your place. You have so you obviously you're not going to leave that, you know, local politics, but people need to know you. I've watched national folks come in and just kind of brush by and, you know, they respect you and invite you and do all the things. But they don't understand the, the fire that I know that you have. And I want to make sure that we do our part in doing it because you are the prototype, ma'am. And I just want to thank you Appreciate for allowing me to thank you so much. Peep into straight your no chaser. Life. Yes, ma'am. And be on what you call on the wall. Uh, on Jeremiah the wall. on the wall to let me be on the wall with you. So bless you, Commissioner. Blessings. Thank you so much for coming by. And uh, absolutely. I'm so proud doing, of you. I'm so proud of you too. And I look forward to seeing you in Orlando in a couple of weeks. I haven't seen you since. But better believe it, I'm always in contact with my commissioner. Often. That's right. Better days. Better, better days. days. <laughs> We're going to take a lot of pictures because, you know, I got to rub it in their face. You know, ain't nothing. I, I love a little bit of petty. Somebody on the team got to be got to be petty and got to make <laughs> Why time. Not us? <laughs> Why not us? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Commissioner Orlando, Thank City you. Commissioner Regina Ihill. She went and she used the Ihill this time in, on the campaign. The Ihill under her leadership. Boy, they can't stand when you say under my leadership. They hate it, don't they? <laughs> and you say it every time, under my leadership. <laughs> Thank you so much, Commissioner. I'm going to let you. you get back to commissioning. All right, then. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. You just heard my one and only Commissioner Regina Hill. Boy, that's the coldest woman in the game, and I mean that. Thank you, Marcy, for she, my producers listening, and she was texting me all throughout, like, wow, you should have seen her facial expressions, and I hope that you guys also felt that uh, as well. I love having my extraordinary producer in the back, Marcy DePina, because she's my audience, you know, and I get a chance to see where people are being moved, and how to really, you know, guide the conversation. So I wanted to give you your flowers and let you know it's not just sitting in the background. It really does help me, you know, where to guide these conversations. Because if you don't know, we are very unscripted. We're very conversational. And so it's always good to have an audience to know, okay, let me go a little bit deeper in this because this is working. Our people want to hear more. So thank you so much again. Straight shot, no chaser. Please follow uh, Commissioner Regina Hill if you want to see how to do this 
on the level on the local level, especially those of you that follow my training. If you have not followed my training, uh, please subscribe on my website, tesmafrigo.com. You can also go to Crowdcast and sign up there so that you get updates. Uh, first training we did in June called Are You Gonna Run for Office or Run Your Mouth? It's a series of trainings that I'm doing, and it's a lot of this type of game that you just learned here. We had 265 show up in June. We had 130 or so uh, show up last month, I believe. And then I did a private uh, question and answer last week, I believe, for 30 people. My goal is to have a thousand boots on the ground between now and November. We've already surpassed that because I've trained now over 700 youth in addition to the numbers I just gave to you. So I've already surpassed the 1,000, but I want 1,000 strictly to come from the social media space um, so I can on that crowdcast space. Uh, and that is the goal. You're going to see more work uh, with me with the Hip Hop Caucus and some training. You're going to see more work with Killer Mike and myself. I'm going on this all about you in 2022 to be able to give you the game uh, that I've been blessed to learn and I want to share and pass it on. We cannot wait on government. We are all we got. W-A- WG. And there are real examples and Commissioner Hill is one. So if you give up on politics, if you say that the federal level, I'm not feeling how they move. Don't forget that local politics absolutely matters because there are people like Regina Hill that I know that are doing the work and I cannot give up on that. So thank you so much, guys, for listening. This has been Straight Shot No Chaser. Make sure you subscribe, ask a friend to chime in, subscribe. Even if you don't listen every week, just subscribe for your girl because the numbers do matter. All right, y'all. Peace. If you like what you heard on Straight Shot No Chaser, please subscribe and drop a five-star review and tell a friend. Straight Shot No Chaser is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm Teslin Figaro, and I'd like to thank our producer, editor, mixer, the one and only Marcy DePina, our mix master, Dwayne Crawford, and our executive producer, Charlemagne the God. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., 
And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.